Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. My name is Julie Love. I'm your host. Today we have an exciting guest from Jamaica. But before I introduce my guest, I want to introduce my book, which is the same title of as this podcast, A Gift from Adversity. So A Gift from Adversity the subtitle is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. It was published in 2020, and it's a bit available on Amazon. So this story is my story, which I experienced all these adversities when I was growing up in Japan. After I published my book, I got a lot of messages from different places, and some people even reached out to me um, that I've never met that they are also victim of the child sex abuse and domestic violence, etc. This year, I felt very compelled to start a platform where people can talk about adversity, but not only that, tools to overcome the adversity and a gift that came from it. So I'm very excited to invite tonight's guest. His name is Scorpio. Hi, Scorpio. Hi, what's going on? Jewelry Love, how are you doing? Good, thank you so much for coming to A Gift from Adversity tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's a pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure to be on your show, you know. Great. So, Scorpio, can you tell our audience who you are, what you do, and then if you have website and social media, etc. All right, so my name is Scorpio. Stinging Voice, that's my musical name. I uh, grew up in a small community in Jamaica called Summerhill. You know, um, I am a musician and I do music from the heart. If you want to basically, you know, get to know my music, it's all over the platforms on all major digital platforms. Um, just by typing Scorpio, S-K-O-R-P-I-O-H, you will get all the information you need to know about me and my music and my journey as well. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So, Scorpio, let's dive into our topic, which is the adversity. So can you tell our audience what was your adversity? All right. My adversity was basically when I, uh, that's around uh, 2013, when I just about started the music. And at the same time, that was the time when I, I got my son, like 2014, around that time. So, um, I just started doing the music really, like wanted to know more about the music and then came my son. So I had to start working now because can't just do music alone. So started working and it got to the point where at that time, you know, I lost my job and my son was very young. I was taking care of my daughter as well. So it was very, very strenuous. And it gotten to a point where it attacked me on the mental side. 
Because at one point, I didn't really know myself. The only thing that I knew I could do was just sing. And let's just say I had a mental depression. Understand? And music was that healing source for me at that particular point. I reached up, reached to a point where I was looking at a garbage pan to get food from it. And you know, um, I can remember all of that. And you know, music is actually the source of me, you know, coming from that trauma. You know, so I'm grateful. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. Explain to our audience that how hard it is to be in Jamaica doing music and then maybe uh, lack of access or maybe support um, as an artist. Like, you no, know, did you experience something that maybe you lack support or some? Maybe technology things. All right. Um, as it relates to access. Now, we here in Jamaica, we, let's say we're hidden from the world and we have to fight our way out so that, you know, the, the wider world can actually hear us. And it brings us to a point where some people, like, they don't, they can't wait on that. They can't wait on that. So the music is very fast. It's very competitive because it's a market, so it's competitive. You know, the most eye-catching songs, those are the ones that are, you know, getting more highlight rather than if you sing about positivity, you know. So that's what we're lacking here in Jamaica, lacking, you know, we need more positive music to uplift people. That's, that's basically my challenge as an in independent artists and also before this previously it was access to getting a studio or to record you know or access to information in regards to registration of numerous amount of organizations that you need to get registered into to be recognized as an independent artist so information you know Based, that's 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 one of the main things here we lack here in Jamaica is information. Yes. So you are currently in Jamaica, and yes, then doing music, and um, I know we talked previously uh, prior to this interview that growing up you had some adversity or challenges. Um, can you tell our audience a little bit of your childhood? All right. So growing up, I was always different from every other child in my, you know, home. Right? So, you know, um, growing up, I was always being teased because I was the shortest one in the family. So, and then... Growing up as a child, I didn't grow up with a father. So that was another trauma right there. 
where everyone talks about their dad and they would reflect to me as yo you don't have no father you're like you're a bastard like a bastard you know they call a bastard child so my way of alleviating all of that is to just express myself through just singing a song so as a child i i would just get a little drug to go to the river to catch water and while going to the river i would just sing to the mountain and the hills because that's that's where i would find my peace um the mountains and the hills would listen to me and they will sing back to me those echoes echoes are singing back to me so that was my peace and still is my peace you know just expressing myself vocally Yes. So save that answer for the later question when I ask you about the tools, but let's actually try to dissect a little bit more about the adversity part of it. So um, did you experience some bullying? You kind of mentioned um, like people call you names. And then how did you feel growing up? Just not, not the artist side of it, but as a human being, as a child, of not fa having a father and then having this comment coming at you how did you feel growing up do it's, you remember the feeling it, i i cry a lot i cry a lot you know it that's that's one of the thing is that i i, I cry a lot about that stuff it made me feel like feel like alone like there's no one else that is going through that particular situation just me alone like no child should actually go through that yeah, yeah. it just it just made me feel alone and then and then because my mom only has one child which is me so you you know that part it's like okay you're the only child you have no brothers and sisters yeah but i have i had cousins but you know they they were more like you know it was more like teasing me yeah it's more like a bullying because i was like i said i was the smallest one in in the family so yeah well, thank you so much for sharing that, Scorpio. Um, so before we move on to another question and father, um, I hear a little bit of feedback, so I'm not sure if that's a headphone or like some other setting. The, um, I hear a kind of squeaky sound, maybe. Are you still hearing it? Yes, a little bit. Uh, maybe those maybe those are just the the, the the night bugs. It is. Yeah, they they sing a lot too. <laughs> so that's natural sound. That's that's just natural. That's pure natural. Those are just creatures making their beautiful music. 
oh my gosh i thought it was feedback oh i had no idea <laughs> That's I, I was i was never thinking that it was so low but oh. i'm not really hearing it yeah that's okay. So we have a live uh, bug sound from Jamaica. Right? <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that. So just to share it with you and with our audience, I didn't grow up with my mom because uh, they uh, got separated. They got divorced when I was eight. And I was teased because I grew up in the rural part of Japan and I was the only um, child growing up that, um, you know, people like really teased me for that. Like, you know, say Mother's Day was very hard. I remember like, you know, people are making craft and then, you know, oh, why are you making craft when you don't have mother? Or like the you know, people just kind of like give you extra compassion and sympathy, which is, kindness at the same time it was embarrassing and then kind of humiliating so uh, like you know one time some my father's co-worker some women uh gave me clothes and then like underwear and stuff and i just like mm -hmm. felt very embarrassed remembering and um it was very hard and you know when you are uh, child like people just don't understand the impact of these impact of these teasing and you know comments that can last um like really long time in your brain and you know making a comment about your parents also it it can really hurt and then have a long lasting impact sometimes we call it emotional injury so yeah. you have an injury like bleeding people have more compassion or oh, what happened are you okay and people know how to triage how to treat it but when you have this emotional injuries that's created by bullying or teasing or getting singled out then people don't understand how deep the scar is and then how this emotional injury can be healed. And then sometimes it doesn't, like people don't know how to approach, or you don't even know that you have those emotional injuries. So do you think those childhood memories or events are like still impacting your adulthood life or is it gone? Yes, because at at some time some point i didn't let's say i didn't know what a father should do you know growing up without a father so it's like i don't know what a father should do but you know it it was my uncle that actually taught me stuff how to be a man you know so that that i, I always played in the back of my head what would it be like if my father was around me, you know? Mm. So what I do, I just put it in my kids now. So being a father, I just ensure that I give them all the love and support that they need as a father because I didn't get it, so I will not deprive them of it. I'll ensure that they get it. So what I still think about me, what, you know, what would it be if... 
father actually stepped up. There was always, there will always be that question, what if? It's it's very tough, um, especially as a boy growing up and not having a father and then not having a positive role model. Like you just kind of feel lost. And I felt the same way as a girl that had no mother growing up. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know who to look up to, and it really created a void. It created some attachment issue later on because I craved those kind of attention from my mom that I couldn't get it, that later on in my life, it led to some addiction um, of relationship. And, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about, the adversity that you experience in your childhood. Sometimes you have no idea how it's going to affect your behavior growing up. I'm sorry you were asking I didn't I didn't you were tell you were saying something I didn't get the question that you said. Yeah no no I was just uh, making a comment about mm-hmm. how many people don't have a father and yeah. or mother and then growing up and but that can create a void inside and then it does, it does, definitely, it does yeah. really create a void because if because that's 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 typically the, the 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 way of all living things. If you notice that the tree grows, bear fruits, falls right at the trees, right at the tree, the, the fruits fall at the tree and they start growing again. So it's it's in every um, creation. It's all in creation. So you as a child growing up without a support of a mother or support of a father, it's definitely going to traumatize you. You won't know what it feels like, so you will always be craving for that. And so may never find it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I was trying to explain to you and then the audience also, oftentimes when a child grow up in this adversity in the situation, where they don't have maybe a one parent or maybe grew up in a foster family. You don't know how deep the impact is and how painful it is until you grow up later on. And then that can lead to some, you know, problems. Like my case is trying to fill the void and then attract these abusive relationship that I kind of feel like I need more attention and I don't know before even I call the attention I don't even filter and then I don't see the red flags or don't know the boundary so that mm-hmm. more so growing up without, without my mom my in my case like really needing attention like I want more attention and then I crave that in adulthood relationship and sometimes it's not healthy. Right, right. Because you're going to try to seek attention from anywhere you can try to get it from because that's what you're lacking. So yeah, it definitely creates a major impact in um, adult life from, from child. And sometimes people might think that, oh, you're a child, 
you will not understand this. Of course, a child will understand. A child will definitely understand because a child feels pain. They have emotions. That's when it's more active than anything else. So, like, every single thing, a child learns very quickly. What a child sees, that's what they learn. And if they don't see love, then that's what they're going to go up to see. I, oh, I don't see love. I'm always going to look for it. I'm going to always be looking for recognition or always going to need validation and all of that stuff. You know, so it really does put in a, in a bit of challenge on the mental aspect of it. So I don't know the situation in Jamaica at all. And you're my first guest from Jamaica. How is it to have a resource for like mental health, like therapy, or is it really a big stigma to have a counselor um, or, you know, mental health talk? How is it going on growing up in Jamaica or even now? How would you well, um, as a child or in general, they, they have they have programs, especially for schools. They have the guidance counselor system where, you know, children can actually go and speak with you know, the guidance counselor and they'll, you know, get some assistance, you know, whatever. In whatever they are going through, they'll get um, we call some support, you know. Um, as for me, as for me, um, I have persons that, you know, I could go and share stuff with and I'll get their perspective on it because basically it's just reasoning. For me, it I just needed reasoning. You know, I needed reasoning. So um, it's not hard to get. It's just that it's being stigmatized in such a way like, if someone is um, feeling a, a, a little bit like mental distress, instead of persons attending to that particular person, it will be more like shunning them. It will be more like shunning them. And it has become very bad. You know, it has become very bad because a lot of persons, I've seen a lot of persons on the street right now, homeless. You know, some, some, some of them, it's not that they are mind twisted or whatever you want to call it. It's just that they are homeless and they need food or something. So that's, that's basically how it is here. But they try to work on it as best as they can to help a lot of persons here. So growing up in Japan, I really felt seeing a counselor was more so like your weakness and socially discriminated and then had a lot of passiveness against people who's going to seek a counseling service and it's almost like taboo if you say it at work that you may get fired and 
it's changing a lot. But I feel in America, a lot of people openly talk about, yeah, I have a therapist or my therapist said, blah, blah, blah. So they reference as a resource instead of your weakness. And then you are like a prejudice. How is it in Jamaica? Is it like really okay to speak to a therapist and then kind of refer to people and have this conversation? Um, access, having access to a therapist. I don't think there is so much access to a therapist. Um, it would be more like a pastor of a church. Like, a, yeah, so some persons will go to a pastor and you will get counseling. Um, that's one of the main, that's one of the main, um, counseling service that I know about. Because they do help a lot of persons. So that's well, what I know about, though. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I, it's very interesting to hear a perspective from different um, parts of the world. And I've had a lot of international guests. And as I said, you are the first guest from Jamaica. So I wanted to learn. But let's actually switch our conversation to tools that you use to overcome these challenges. And I know you kind of mentioned that singing to river or hills. So this is my favorite part of the podcast. Uh, the reason why is a lot of people say, oh, just go get a counselor, you'll be fine. Or you need to get therapist. But then that's not like black and white. Like when you have so much inside of adversity and trauma uh, a lot of guests shared very unique ways to overcome their adversities so what was the tools that you use to overcome your adversity that worked for you <laughs> my tool is actually music music is my main tool I can I can reach very deep inside just to you know get out what I need to get out you know so for me music is my tool just to be able to create that create those those expressions letting them out that helps me a whole lot so that's 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 just my tool. That's just my tool. I have that's 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 what helps me. Being able to create music, being able to write it from experience, you know. So and how do you feel when you hear your singing by producing the music and then maybe getting feedback from people like like what is your feeling it it's overwhelming to know that i i did something for myself and another person listened to what i did for myself and it helped them you know to sing about my experience 
and to really know that someone else is going through that particular thing that you're singing about. And it, they only came back and said, yo, I love what you did. You helped me. Just keep doing it. Just that alone gives me so much encouragement and boost to just continue expressing what I'm feeling or put my, putting myself in another person's shoe and singing it. So that's that's basically, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. So I'm a musician as well, just to let our audience know. I went to Berkeley Culture Music and I've toured and I've recorded. And then to me, music has been an escape and oasis. And growing up with very dysfunctional, abusive home, piano was always there to rescue me. And every time I felt sad or abused, like I always go to piano and I always play the piano. And I felt like piano translated my emotion because I didn't know anything about mental health, like PTSD, abuse. I didn't know anything. But I knew that my deepest feeling that didn't have the language and eloquency, the piano always echoed my emotion. Mm -hmm. And that was huge for me. So you told me when you were growing up and sad, you went to a mountain or a hill or a river and the sang and it, it echoed. Can you describe how it helped you? Because there's so much space and there's no one around. So it, it's just me and nature. And I can go on the top of my lungs and just sing the highest note. And to hear it coming back at me, it, it gives me a sense of calm and peace. Yeah. Especially when I'm sitting by the river and hearing the, the, uh, the river flowing. And I'm singing right next to the river flowing. That is calm. That is peace. You know, that is tranquility for me. You know, that heals my soul, that heals my inside. You know, so. Just to share with you. So some of the counselor said, scream into pillow. And then some, a lot of people do that. I don't know, like, you know, just I'm like going to scream into pillow. But you didn't scream into pillow. You went to the nature and the river and the mountain and then basically sang. Yeah. It has it has all the reverb and all the echo that I need. <laughs> so natural reverb and echo. It's just beautiful. So it is just beautiful. And yeah. Don't forget, I usually climb the trees. As a child, climb the trees, eat the fruits, and sit in the top of the tree and just sing as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I wish um you had recorded all this singing. Yeah, yeah. Wish we had some 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 recording stuff at that time. But you know, growing up as a child, it was just yeah, we just play marbles or we go to the river or something. Or we go it's not too, late. not too late for your new music video, and then do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's not too late at all. Um, 
go to mountain and the river and the sing. Yes. And even you know, Scorpio and um, not your child, not even your child, like an adult. I think it's really great outlet to express yourself mm-hmm. in the nature or onto the microphone. Now you're a professional singer, but I think it has a certain emotional connection to your trauma and adversity music has a very special threshold and express this way that people don't understand and i feel lucky that i have that tool and i used to tell people before i came to berkeley college of music my self and then my music in between the pipe was very thin and now went to college and studied the music and then learned about arrangement, learned about theory, producing, and then my pipe got bigger. So how I expressed, I had a lot of limitation, but now I feel, okay, I'm sad. And then there's a music and I'm mad, there's a music, I'm happy, there's a music. So there's like a knowledge and wisdom that I learned over the years that really helped me to express 100% of myself quickly. So how is it helping you now that you're a recording artist and your music is absolutely stunning and amazing? People should always check out Scorpio's music on Spotify, YouTube. It's just so beautiful. How is it helping you right now to be supporting artists and working with other producers? You know, it's great. It's great working with other persons who have the a particular aim, the same aim that I have to, you know, get the music out to to the to the whole globe, because that's where my target is. You know, like just to get the music out and I mean have great producers who you know work with me so it's good to work with other persons because no man is an island so we need we need others to you know help us along the way so i i have that team i have that team want want to take time out if i can to just big up sean lewis and heart of a lion you know there are some producers and writers who actually help to mold Scorpio. Yeah, and I have a few, you know, few other artists that, you know, that are always giving me the encouragement just the same. You know, so. Um, it does help me being an, being a, being a, an adult now. This it's it's actually my main source of how I maintain all of this stability mentally, physically, and otherwise. So it does help in all aspects of my life. So my my mother is a musician and then she's 69 years old she's still having a live band and then she was very very strict about music and she was very mm-hmm. very serious about music and then growing up she always told me that music has the power 
to stop somebody who's about to maybe commit suicide or die to give them a hope and music has some power that can touch sort of a different part of brain and make you feel elevated make you feel contented and happy and i feel that the tool part like you and i are really lucky enough to be able to use music to do that to ourselves but for others too and i i think it's just so beautiful that you gained the support along the way and then not only gaining the support but being able to continue yeah because it, it's, it's it's not a it's not an easy road when you decide to do this music and when you know what the purpose or what the purpose you're doing it for you know there are so many obstacles even now but you still use this tool to rise above them and go around my driving force actually my driving force are my my mom and my two children you know yeah they are my driving force really do you sing to them too Yeah, they they love singing. They love, but they know all my songs. <laughs> oh, do you sing to your babies and do you sing to your mom? Yeah, yeah. well, my, I sing to my children, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Mostly, it's mostly my children, so it's mostly me and my children. Like we spend most of our time together. So. That's that's awesome. I'm so glad to hear. And so, Sophia, let's move on to our last question, which is a gift. What do you say? How would you say a gift that came from your adversity? My gift, the gift that came to my adverse, from my adverse adversity, is being able to touch others. That, that's basically my gift to be able to touch others with my music and. Because my music is a reflection of what I've been through, so I would classify that as my gift to be able to sing a note, and that note will be able to change someone's perspective of how they're feeling. If they're feeling angry, then you know those expressions actually help them to think otherwise. You know. Thank you so much. Just to let our audience know,、um, shout out to my friend Kate Thornton who introduced me to Sean Lewis, and then Sean to you. The first day I heard Scorpio's music, I was driving and listening, and I remember feeling like, "Oh my gosh, this is an incredible music!" And the way that you sang the first note, I'm like. I want to marry to this music. I'm so <laughs> I just fell in love with your voice and the music, and it, it really changed me. And to be honest, there are only few artists who can do that, who can completely elevate somebody's day and 
really touch somebody and then you are doing it and your beautiful music is really going to a place not only you know to entertain but truly mentally like help other people shift their day so i think that's a truly gift that not so many people possess and it's been such a pleasure getting to know you and your music and i'm so grateful that yeah, you came to yeah man it's a, it's a pleasure man because i mean when we talk about life and music i love to talk about life and music because you know they go hand in hand for me one cannot go without the other for me you know so yeah, man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure actually being on your show, you know? Thank you. One last question before you go. What do you think your biggest advice is? Oh, wow. Uh, it's just... That's okay. So what do you think your biggest advice is if somebody is going through the same adversity you went through? Well, all right. So... If you're going through, if you were going through something like what I am going through or what I have been through, um, just try to find something that you love to do. So if, if you write your expressions, just write them down. If you want to write a book, if that's what you feel like doing, write a book. Write down those words. If... If you feel the need that you need to speak to someone, find someone to that you trust to talk to about whatever you're going through. You know? And if you sing, sing those notes. Write down those lyrics. Sing those lyrics. Put them in melodies so that they can be shared every single time. Like a hot plate of food, you can always go back to share that. So that's that's that would be my advice. Well, thank you so much again, Scorpio. And the people will be sure to check out his music. It's S-K-O-R-P-I-O-H. And it's all over Spotify and in different platforms. Thank you again, Scorpio, for coming to a gift from adversity tonight. It's a pleasure being being here, uh, Jory. All right. Well, thank you to our audience as well. And then we have more guests coming up. So see you next time. All right. Take care.